It is the Chicago vs. United audio podcast cover story series, featuring interviews with the premier talent in the Chicago music community who are making the lead stories this month at ChicagoVersUnited.com. My name is Haima Black, recording this week out of the Music Garage, Chicago's professional music rehearsal space and home of the Dynasty Podcast Network. Check them out on the web at MusicRaj.com. This week, talking with Mike Golden of Mike Golden and Friends in support of his band's new album, Groceries. Mike, how's it going? All right, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. Good. I'm good. Thank you for coming up tonight. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. A lot going on with you that I wanted to go over. You have a new record. You're playing a show coming up. Yes. All sorts of stuff to talk about. But let's kind of look back a little bit. How's the year been for you? It's been a good year, man. I like to say that every year gets better. I, I think it. I think I could uh, still stay consistent with that statement. Um, it's you know I've been working on the record most of the year. It was uh, towards the beginning of the year we were kind of finishing up with uh, the old EPs, and then um, I was really getting ready for okay, all summer long we're gonna get this new record ready. I came up with the idea for it. You know I've been having some full band songs ready to go for a while, and. Um, I just, you know, I talked to my producer and we got the demos all going in the beginning of the year and then the middle of the year started working on it and now it's come towards the end of the year and we're getting ready to put it out. So it's, it's been a great year. So I, because everything's come full circle. So I, I couldn't say anything less than great year. Yeah. And, and the new record is out now um, it's called Groceries. So congratulations on that. Thank you. I agree. I'm, I'm pumped for it. I'm pumped for everyone to take a listen to it. Absolutely. And this is, if I'm not mistaken, your debut full length. Correct. Yes, I've never put out a full-length album. I think you kind of touched on it in what you just described for your year, but how long has this album been in the works? Because I know, honestly, like just from following you on Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that, I feel like I've been seeing the groceries name for a while. Yeah, it. Uh, you know, we've kind of been uh, waiting to see what we were going to uh, come up, how we were going to plan it and uh, market it and stuff. But then at the end of the day, it was kind of just like, you know what, I- I'm really trying to bring... I'm not saying Rock's dead or anything, but I mean with Q101 in Chicago going down and stuff like that, and yeah. and and most music, music is so easily made nowadays. I feel like for people that think they can just get on a computer and make beats and 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 sing and make music, whatever, it's really hard to put a rock album together nowadays. And once I came up with the idea of like, yo, let's give groceries away for free. I mean, how many rock bands have taken like an 11 song album and just given it away? You know what I mean? And to, and like how rappers do with mixtapes, except this is not a mixtape. This is an album that i put seven months of my life into and more than that but at least seven months of the physical tracking you know and and mixing and all that stuff so it groceries has been around for a while since like the middle of recording is when we came up with the title and everything for it once i came up with the song pancakes and beer i came up with the whole concept of the groceries and and really it was just i don't really like saying i have a genre because i just like being all over the place whatever i write i like to let come to fruition and and see what happens so i just thought groceries was a good label because i feel like that way it's something everyone could like when you take groceries home you know or when you make a grocery list or whatever you got to have all different types of flavors in there for everyone in the household to be happy and that's kind of what i'm trying to do i kind of want there to be a little something for everyone and so groceries the idea and the whole plan behind it has been there for a long time but once i started thinking that i was going to give it away for free i just started groceries groceries you know groceries for free it's kind of catchy so you just brought up a ton of stuff that i want to touch on kind of all right sorry uh, about that no no, 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 man. Absolutely. It's it's great. I'm glad that some of the things I had on my list are the things that cool. were, in fact, in your head. Let's start with you talking about taking kind of a hip-hop approach to this record, because you do have very much kind of a rock sound, and it's a varied sound, and I want to get to that in a second. But I feel like Mike Golden and Friends, as a group, has a very hip-hop approach to things, even though it might not be a hip-hop heavy sound, you know, like... Mm-hmm. 
Um, like you said, giving the record away for free, you know, seeing you guys written about on hip hop blogs, like Ruby Hornet and stuff like that. How do you think that that kind of fits in with things where you kind of are employing a hip hop model, getting love from a hip hop community, and then kind of doing this, this kind of rock approach? I feel like if I can attract that crowd, then why could I not get the crowd that loves the rock music right off the bat? The people that listen to the rock, the reason why rock is dead, I'm not saying that right now, but like on the record, but uh, I but guess, it's hurting. yeah, uh, it's because of they can't do what the rappers are doing. The expenses and the time and the effort and the ability to put together a band like that and the amount of practicing that has to go into it. I'm not saying rap's easy. I love rap music. I feature on a lot of rap songs. I grew up on rap. That's half the reason I do it like I do it, like the marketing and all that stuff like it because I've seen rap grow since I was a little kid too. I, I just really think that um, if rock music were made more accessible and that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to make it more accessible if if more people are able to get it i feel like the, the rock people who like rock don't really go on the internet as much they don't check blogs as much i'm not saying maybe like the indie and the stuff that's like pitchfork and stuff paste magazine and all that stuff and stereo gum all that stuff has rock but it's it's more like indie rock a lot of it's starting to deal with electronics and everything and sure, so sure, sure. the straight ahead kind of like modern rock stuff is right, gone. doesn't have as much of a presence on the internet and i think it's really interesting I, I mean a i think it's a brilliant approach because you look at hip-hop artists you know they're releasing songs they're releasing videos they're releasing mixtapes they're collaborating they're on other people's stuff they're on twitter and tumblr and facebook and i do feel like hip-hop artists have such a strong presence online and, and they're able to deliver so much more content versus maybe rock bands who for whatever reason Maybe they'll put out one or two EPs a year, or like one record a year, and then they kind of like work off that. Yeah, you know, it's it's crazy. I feel like rock artists and indie artists feel like they're too badass to be on Twitter <laughs> and to be on blogs and shit. And I I don't feel like that's not my feeling towards it. My feeling on towards it is I want people to hear my voice. I want them to hear what I have to say. If if I'm getting my point across, then it's working. Whether it has to be on Twitter, has to be on Tumblr, whatever it has to be, it's all an art form. If people are trying to get into your lives through Tumblr and through Twitter and stuff like that, let I mean if they're interested, man, I want to let you. No, this is what I think is what's up. This is what I think is cool. This is how I write. If they dig it, they dig it. If they don't, they don't. But uh, I definitely feel like it's necessary for rock bands and bands in general to start being more active in trying to, you know, share their stuff online like that. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think accessibility is key. And if if you can make yourself accessible to your audience, if you can engage them and they feel like they can engage you, and they, you know, you're delivering things to them kind of regularly. And that goes so, so far. Yep. yep. And that was the whole my Goldman Friends vibe in the beginning when we started with the EPs. It was, I want to do an album where, you know, I was basically the only person that, out of my friends that uh, was writing and, and finishing the project and all that. And I said, well, how am I going to get a full band? I didn't have them for the first two acoustic EPs. And that's why I said, you know, maybe I should have industrial sounds sounds that any of my friends could play like sure. beer bottles and stomping that way if i had a show and i couldn't get the band to practice together for three weeks ahead of time the night of the show i could just call my friends and say hey i'll buy your beers for the night come stomp some on the floor and bang some beer bottles and it'll work and it interacts with the crowd it started to happen where the last show i played at the bee kitchen kids showed up with their own tambourines and shakers and were trying to play along to the songs so it was so cool got sick. you could just bring someone exactly up the exactly and and i know groceries you know we still tried to keep the whole vibe from the last eps but it's uh 
it's definitely fun. There are a lot of genres at play here. There's a lot of different styles and sounds on this record. There's like acoustic stuff that's like real pop driven. There's kind of like thrash punk that almost reminds me of like CKY. And there's a lot of like really strong Southern rock kind of like party vibe that plays throughout. Like you said, people playing beer bottles and stuff yeah. like that. And I, I think that is kind of a, an apt description in labeling it groceries because there is kind of like a lot of different things in the bag, mm-hmm. but it's all stuff that. But I think together. at the same, at the same, the, the goal for me and the producer Scott Stewart was at this, at all good bands will pull it together as sound wise is the vo- vocals. Mm-hmm. So as long as we could get, you know, the, the main vocal tones and, and uh, my voice to hit how we wanted in each song, we felt like we can pull any genres we wanted together as long as they were with the songs that I wanted to do and make it happen. And, um, and like a bunch of different groceries in a bag, I, I feel like it, it worked to, at least to, to what I wanted to my extent. It, felt like it came out pretty good so no absolutely man it's a lot of different styles at play but it does work as one cohesive record which i think is a testament because it's not easy to do that and incorporate a lot of different styles and genres and stuff and still have the album feel like one body of work fun very fun how did you record this record were you in a studio were you at home haven't been in a studio since i was sick when i was 16 I, i was in a band called cardboard cutout and i recorded in a studio and it went okay the music came out how it did but i mean after that i went away to college came back and i hit my producer buddy up scott stewart and i said hey man uh, i know you know how to record i know you are into some crazy experimental stuff and i'm looking to get into that i was like i have i knew my songs weren't crazy experimental but i knew he was and he's kind of like my right hand man i i he is the engineer he does the mixing he does the recording he has kind of the ear for the tones i kind of know what i want and i tell him and he will get it for me you know what i want or or if i just come up with something in my head he can pull it out we we do everything in-house we did the first two eps at his apartment and we did the new album groceries at my house over the summer all the full band stuff so uh homemade microphones you know he makes homemade microphones he makes turns telephones rewires them so that they're microphones uh speakers big old subwoofers he'll rewire it into a microphone put it in a bathroom bounce vocals off the tiles and you know everything and which i kind of love that because i love blink 182 self-titled and that's when i went to fiji Mm -hmm. and recorded in their house the whole time and i was like 16 and like oh my god this is amazing so i was like i gotta do that and once scott brought that to me and I was like, dude, we can get these organic tones off of all this crazy stuff. You know, I sang vocals off of wire connected to a piece of sheet, a piece of paper taped to a wall. And that was connect- running to a mini amp in another room. And so when I sing, the vibration from the papers created this distortion that would travel through to the other amp, which that amp was mic'd. So it was just some crazy stuff we did. Dude, and that uh, is incredible. It isn't was insane. It, isn't it amazing that we live in this age, though? Yeah. I mean, you look at like... The 90s when we were listening to like you know and you'd read in rolling stone that metallica would work with bob rock and you yeah. know you know it must have cost like however many thousands or millions of dollars for that studio time and you're like i recorded with some wires and a piece of paper <laughs> i know and it's uh, you know but the record sounds great that's what i that's what i was i told him i said listen i was like i want to do it like this organic and crazy experimental with the homemade microphones and everything but i told him from the difference from groceries to the last eps i said is if there's anything we need to professionalize to rent from studios or anything to make it 
way bigger because I don't want it to sound so lo-fi. I do love the lo-fi sounds. I think that keeps it real indie and and, uh, and cool vibes to it. But at the same time, I wanted a lot of power. I wanted to bring that rock power to it. And I wanted to make sure the microphones were going to hit hard enough. And he told me time and time and again, dude, we're going to be good. Trust me, we're going to be good. You know, and, and uh, we just used a bunch of different guitars, cigar box guitars, ukuleles, all kinds of different you know, strats and tellies and stuff. So it, it just came out really cool. We use, man, we use like a little practice PV amp to get most of the guitar tones out of. That's like my first amp ever I bought from a pawn shop. And that's the guitar tones on most of the CD. So like, it, it's crazy what you can do technology wise. I'm going to have you guys come over when I build like a home podcasting studio. And oh, just be like, yes. You know, you shot a video recently, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, I think that was for No Name with yes. um, Davey Greenberg of Ella yeah. Films. Yeah, Davey. Good guy, man. We shoot all our, uh, well, we've shot all our videos with him so far. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of artists have worked with, uh, with Davey and Ella Films. I haven't had a chance to meet him. I'm, it's on my list of people I need to get on the podcast. But how did that shoot go? Like, it's a, it, it was a great shoot. The video is dropping today, December 5th. It's you know what I don't want to. It's crazy. We we did a we did a lot of cool stuff. It's very intense. It's I didn't we didn't do a full like live performance video yet. The first video I did it was uh me and Davey kind of put the idea together. It's outside blah blah blah. And then the second video I put a story plane together for it, and we wanted to tell a story through it. Me and Davey did that. That was Bones. And the third video was Midwest Love, and that was kind of just a piece by piece. I was kind of like the only person in the video, but the new video No Name was full band, full like action. Like I really wanted like I, like No Name is a very thrash pop punk rock yeah. song you know so i kind of wanted to bring that to the vibe and i feel like uh i feel like we brought it so david actually just tweeted at me and said yo i feel like this potential of this video is gonna be crazy dude so I- i'm really happy he got a lot of cool shots used a lot of different lenses you know a bunch of people and had everyone go full stride at it it was awesome i can't wait to see it man and also um speaking of being able to see you you're going to be performing live headlining double door thursday december 8th um with Pyramids, yes. another fantastic new band. Not that you're new, but fantastic new group. Um, that's Treya Smith from He Say, She Say. Tim Norwin from OK Go. Yeah. And that's like a hell of a build. Did you put that together? Or? No, actually, um, Super Fun Party. Super Mark nice. Moran, that's a, a buddy of mine, and he asked me to play that show, and I was like, sure. It's like the week of our record release. Let's do it. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, we're not going to have physical copies out for that show. It's going to be a huge show just because we're going to have a long set, and we're going to do both acoustic beer bottle stomping type stuff and then we're also gonna have the full band go at it like towards the end just try to tear the roof off that shit and then uh they have like i wanted i had an idea for getting like download cards so that the people that do come into the show we just pass out the cards to all of them so they can take it home see it you know it's still gonna be free but they can go home and put that on their computer so they know and they remember to download it you know what i mean instead it's gonna be available on mygoldenandfriends.com that day december 5th but on the 8th for the people that maybe have gotten it yet and come to the yeah, show absolutely. there there will be uh there will be something there to give you an insight on where to download the album for sure where is the best place to keep up with all things mike golden to be able to download groceries and keep up with everything you have going on mygoldenfriends.com definitely that's the main site right now just the album art is up there come december 5th you should it'll be cool you'll be able to get the album get the old albums you know it'll send you to some links it might even have the video up there 
you know, but anywhere, just Google my golden, my golden friends, youtube.com slash my golden friends, facebook.com slash my golden friends. That's, all that's basically places. it. You know, we, yeah. we, we tied up all the domains while we could, but it really wasn't hard, <laughs> man. It was, it, nobody really had my golden friends. So sure. uh, it's pretty cool, but, um, yeah, that's, that's where you can check us out at. And you know, we're not that far off from 2012. I mean, it's coming up pretty um, steadily. Are you already starting to look at things for 2012 or? Honestly, I mean, I'm so we're so independent over here, uh, myself and my friends that uh, like we just put everything together ourselves. Right now, we're looking at uh, spring semester college shows. We're looking at South by Southwest. We're looking at uh, we looking. You know, we could have played this semester at a lot of college shows. We played Eastern. We went to South by Southwest this past year. We've been to uh, Ohio and and um and Alabama, but uh, we're trying to. Definitely set up some uh, college shows uh, next semester and uh, probably once it starts to get a little warmer, like spring. And then, you know, who knows? I'm probably going to just get right to the next record. I got five songs already, so I'm ready. <laughs> I love it, man. And, I, and I, I totally see my golden and friends being like the perfect college, like oh, springtime. Man, we went to Eastern and oh, man, they, they tore it up. It was insane. I've never been to a show that crazy. They took over the stage with the beer bottles and everything. It was it was it was typically Exactly how you probably would imagine it. The the college scene, college band, like oh it was gosh. pretty cool. But I can't wait to get over there with the with the electric guitar and stuff. Let's team up, man. I'll come down and podcast. Yes, <laughs> live podcast. That would be Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. Mike Golden, the new record is called Groceries. Yes. People can grab it. I'll have it up with this podcast at Chicagoverseunited.com. Cool. And um December eighth, playing with another fantastic local group, Pyramids, at the Double Door. That's gonna be a hell of a show. I can't wait, man. And um really nice work on this record. I'm a Big big fan. So Thank glad you we very got you much, up. man. Thank you very much for having me. I'm pumped. I, I like to, I like some deep conversations about music. So this is awesome. Absolutely, man. We'll do it again. Cool. Sounds good. This has been the Chicago First United Audio Podcast Cover Story Series. Thanks to Mike Golden of Mike Golden and Friends for being on the show this week. Check out his band's new album, Groceries, out now. Dynasty Podcast records at the Music Garage in Chicago. Check them out on the web at musicgarage.com. You can find past episodes of the Chicago vs. United audio podcast at chicagoverseunited.com, including interviews with Rocky Fresh, BBU, Hollywood Holt, and many, many more. You can follow the Dynasty Podcast Network through all social and digital media channels at the ministry of the, dynasty.com. the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.